Hi everybody, I'm V. I'm Shari. And this is the Love Hate Debate Maths Edition. Episode 35, Dinner Party Drama. And the last dinner party too. I know, finale dinner party. Did it feel to you, because I saw, I came in right at the end, everybody, I wasn't there the whole time, but I came in right at the end of the dinner party and it was like people were missing. Like they didn't make a smaller table. It was They didn't make a smaller table. Mm. It was like five couples on a 12-couple table or mm. however many it was at the start. So I must have felt, felt lonely for them. <laughs> It was sort of weird. Well, at least they only needed one camera, I suppose. But, um, yes. yes, it was very dramatic. I've still got a pit in my stomach from just tension. <gasps> oh, I can't mm. wait to hear all about it. I'll be learning oh about my it God. as we go. You miss so much. Mm. Well, I mean, we started off oh, but with um, – Before we, do, oh, sorry. Before oh, we go. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to do a shout-out. We actually had shout out. uh, one of our listeners recommend us on Facebook yesterday, Rachel. Woo-hoo! Thank you so much for that. I'll read Thanks, you what Rach. she wrote. She said, love, love, love. These girls are so much fun. I love hearing their take on maths and listening to this podcast just extends the fun of the show for me. I will watch whatever the next show will be. And Bachelor in Paradise. Shari, yes, Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Get the plug in. Yep. Um, so I can follow the podcast again. I would love to hear you two. This made me laugh. Uh, a one-off episode of All Aussie Adventures sometime. Rach, you made me laugh. That was so hilarious. She does mean Russell Coit, doesn't she? I'm I mean, assuming that's what I'm assuming. So, yes. so you might have to <laughs> confirm that for Rach. Unless there's something else. But I thought, Russell Coit, how would we do that? We, I don't I don't know. Yeah, well, it's Just a describe long... the action. It is, but <laughs> it's a long time it since I've think... seen Russell Coit. Well, I saw a pretty funny one a while ago. But yeah. Look, any suggestions, I guess, for um for future um um yeah. potties? Well, even for series, it's like just let us know and we'll we'll have a look because we we love the ones with drama. So um that's why Batchy's coming up, and I know I'm dragging V kicking and screaming to do that one, but um she'll love it. She <laughs> will sure. love it. I love the goss, <laughs> but I love yes. I love the uh, all Aussie adventures uh, suggestion. So we'll definitely have a look at that for you, Rachel. Yes, Thank we'll you. see. As parents used to say when you're a kid, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And so tonight. Tonight. Tonight, as they say. Um, We started off with Michael putting on um, false eyelashes on Martha and I came to a a revelation that I've only just come to tonight. Okay. Why she's kept him so long. Uh, Because he's a part-time beautician. Absolutely. She's got her own MUA, makeup artist on tap, ready at any moment. She's training him up because she it's hard to do your own makeup when you're a makeup artist, you know what I mean? It's nice. So she's training him up. I think it's like she'll have the the, the, um, what do they call glam squad kind of thing of one, Mm. Um, well, up until when they go their separate ways, of course. But What a great man he is, though. He's a good man. false eyelashes are hard. Yeah, and he was like he didn't even have a shaky hand. Really? So uh, yeah, this, that's, all, that's all we saw of them. And then we, I, I won't dwell too long because it's a really long episode. But uh, yeah. then we went to Mark and Ning who still haven't been intimate, you know, poor Trush. Um, and they just recapped her sort of Ning saying stop being so frigid and, and, and being disappointed that they didn't do it. Yeah. And, and she was worried about what other people would think, whereas Mark said he just sort of didn't give a rat's about what anyone thought. But Ning's worried about the dinner party and how their whole – you know, oh, it's going to come out. right. Yeah, because everybody did know that they were sexless. So, Oh, I know. But why are they telling everyone? I mean, I don't know. It's just Is that supposed to be the dinner party conversation, whether you're rooting or not? I just yeah, don't like it. Yeah, it's a big it. overshare, isn't it? It is. It's too mm. much. And it's really orkies, you know. So um, then we had um, – oh, and I'm trying to read my own typing, which, of course, it was so much conversation that it's all misspelled and there's no autocorrect on the iPad. So um, – Everyone, oh, I can't. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I don't even know what that says. I'll, I'll read you the line, but it makes no sense. Um, Every iron's in Ryerald, row live, but what will it be like other than her? Oh, oh, everyone's something to see, Um, I think, Jess and Dan, but what will it be like other than her undressing him with her eyes or something like that? But, so yeah. were, were everybody, was that the chatter amongst everybody? Well, I think she was sort of speaking, I suppose, for everyone, but saying like, you know, we're just really interested in seeing how Jess and Dan are going to, um, you know, be. Yeah. Um, but Jess, of course, was like, we're so happy, Dan and I, we're great people, so that's enough for us, kind of thing. 
Is that, is that a Mickey Mouse voice? I it it really actually did, did sound Mickey and or Minnie Mouse. And or Minnie, yeah, yeah. But she's kind of, yes. Anyway, um, then we went to Heidi and Mike. Now, you've missed a whole big thing. Oh, Devo. What happened? Mm. So after last night, and I did look at a bit of the facey today, and, uh, and, and I think people were split. People were split in thinking that um, Mike was an arrogant pain in the ass and they hate him. And you know what I um, reckon? I reckon what? that both groups, both camps are right. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't I agree. think either well, of them are wrong. I think so too. And, and then other people were saying Heidi was a punish, you know, but whatever. But yeah. I thought of something today and I thought, you know how I've said that I think I've got a couple of Mike's better qualities, not his worst ones. Mm. And I'm wondering whether you, it's whoever you relate to out of the two the most that you yeah. think's the, the, the one that's all right. <laughs> right. Do you think? I don't know because I thought, you know. See, it's I don't like, feel uh, like I relate to either of them. But oh, don't you? No. Oh. I thought no, you might have had a bit of Heidi sympathy for, I don't know, oh, something. Oh, I think she, I, the last bit I saw of her tonight where she got real with herself, I think that that was probably the best that could happen I will out be of this whole scenario. That, yep. Before that. So Heidi has woken up disappointed with herself about how she acted on the date, full of regret, thinks it's terrible, thinks she might lose Mike. Now, this is where wow. I've gone, hold the fucking phone. Wow. Excuse me. Sorry, mm. Colleen, if you're listening. Um, yes, bit of swearing. <laughs> but you know how I said that I thought Mike wanted to kind of go out thinking that he'd done everything he could or making it look like he'd done everything he could yeah. and then, you know, couldn't nothing more could be done and, but he really tried. Yeah. Well, I think Heidi might have thought about how she came off last night and thought, oh, I don't want it to look like and this is me being really kind of looking, you know, making making up what I think. Yeah. But I think she might have thought, oh, he's going to come off looking pretty good and I don't. So she's come out in the, this episode saying, I'm praying it's not too late. I want to talk about the date. I've got so much regret. You know, I was terrified. I was sulky. Um, and then starts giving Mike the big, um, the big compliments. You know, you're amazing. I'm going to stop trying to make you change. The thought of not having you in my life. And he's just like, wow. Yeah, it was like shook because it was just so out of left field. She has not had any sort of self-awareness really other than, you know, that one, I think, moment a while ago. Anyway, he's just like, well, you'd have to be nice to me. And she's like, yes. And so then Mike was sort of like, so you're acknowledging that you haven't been that nice to me. And she's like, yes. Um, Yes, I was actually trying to make it so that we didn't kind of, we weren't in harmony. Like, like almost uh, intentionally, you know what I mean? And he's like, well, you know, it could have been great because he's still on the way out, you know, it could have been great. And she's like, but it can still be, you know, and so trying to rekindle it. And he's right. like, uh, well, I respect that you said it, you know, but I'm in shock now. And, um, I, and then he sort of to the camera, he was like, I know you've been sabotaging it. She's been sabotaging it since day one. And I just thought he's seething because he had hand, he had as, hand. George, yeah. as George Costanza would say. And then Heidi's suddenly come on top, completely taking ownership of all shit behaviour and sort of giving herself, I guess, kind of hand, which mm. would then make him look like a prick if he writes leave. So it's like, oh, my God, Heidi. And, and also knowing that this kind of drama will get a lot more airtime yeah. than just like, yeah, we're split. Right. So that's my thought. That was my thought. Could but be I accurate. was I was very shook by her um because it, it wasn't I don't think it was genuine. I'd love to know what anyone else thinks, but I just think you don't suddenly wake up and think after you've sulked for like eight weeks, oh, I really sulked and I'm just I'm a terrible person. You know. So okay, did they sleep in the same bed? Um, not clear. They um okay. did not appear to, but then it does seem to be a lot of comments saying that they seem to have the sex thing as the only glue holding them together. So this is what I'm know. thinking. I wonder if there was some makeup sex. Oh, and, and she maybe thought, Oh, I don't want to miss out on I, this. I don't want to look. Well, she keeps saying, I don't want to lose him. But then the only part about him that she really seems to connect with is the sex thing. Exactly. The sex part. Ooh. Anyway. So that was that. Um, so then they're en route to the dinner party. There's only five couples less. I left, um, you know, Dan sort of like, um, oh, dre- dre- uh, what's her name? Jess with a K, you know, dressed me. And she's like, oh, I'll dress you later. And it's like, oh, she is giving, <laughs> she's giving him the googly eyes, like full on the, the googly eyes. Anyway, um, but they're all kind of talking. DTF. Yeah. <laughs> Down to fuck. Yes. And then, um, and then we kind of have Martha and Michael 
Oh, Martha's saying, you know, can you imagine talking about Ning and Mark? Mm-hmm. Imagine if we'd been together eight weeks and we hadn't had sex. So everyone is actually talking. I think Jules and Cam had a bit of a chat about it. Everyone's talking about it, which is hideous. Yeah. You know, that everyone's discussing it. So then um, um, they get there and guess who was first? Um, Jules and Cam. Yay! <laughs> anyway, the experts were all gushing, like, um, you know, oh, they have a great time. Oh, that's right. You know how you were saying how they kind of um, reassure each other how fabulous everything is? Yeah. They literally were like, oh, we have such a great time together. And then Cam's like, you know it. You better believe it. Like this in the one sentence. And I'm like, oh, V's theory comes to fruition. Oh, it is like they're trying to sell the sizzle in the sausage yeah. the whole time. They are. And speaking of that, I went to Bunnings today and guess what? They were packing up the sausage sizzle tent. There is no sadder feeling, can I say? Oh, when you've just, missed out on your sausage. Just by like, by that much, Maxwell Smart. Oh, and, but anyway. Hey, well, that's a surprise to me because I didn't know they did midweek sausage sizzles. They, I think it's every day, but it's finished. Really? It was about 2, two o'clock. Oh, actually not 2 o'clock, one thirty, maybe 2 o'clock. There you go. And I was like, no, I was starving. Anyway, just thought I'd pop that Good into the sizzle, yep. the shears and the sizzle. So then um, next up were uh, Michael and Martha. Mm-hmm. And Michael, a new hairdo tonight. Um, he had a bit swarthy. Yeah, the, well, it was a bit piratey. He had the low ponytail but not straightened because that did look a bit too swishy bobby. So not straightened with a couple of tendrils out at the front, you know, like um, wisps. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, well, there's, you know, Martha's dressed him. Um, and he had a suit on and he looked hot. Um and then they all sort of hugged, you know, the four of them. And then Jules, um, oh, it's, you know, because they were asking how each other's week's been. Sure. And Jules was like, oh, the date was so romantic. Um, Cam gave me this beautiful diamond bracelet. Did she lie? She lied. <laughs> now, I know they're diamonds, but they're man-made diamonds. So I don't know if you can get away <laughs> Can you get away with that? Because I just thought oh, she has, she's. She could have just said bracelet. Bracelet, exactly, but diamond bracelet. And it's like, yeah, nah. Oh, extension of the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I enjoyed, Excuse me. I enjoyed that moment. Oh, my God, you're still dying. Yeah, still dying. Okay, everyone, but she's okay. <laughs> um, so then um, Ning and Mark arrived and the mm. experts said, oh, we've got progress. Um, but uh, uh, why did they think there was progress? I don't know because they kind of weren't like looking like they get, you know, someone had died. But then yeah. Trush said, I think they'll be in the friend zone. So um, she obviously, you know, saw... I think she's got like a six sixth sense. A suck sense. <laughs> Is that what I'm being? Suck sense. A suck sixth sense. Yeah, a six, a sec. Oh, hang on a minute. A suck sense. That's so hard to Isn't say. Isn't it hard to say? Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but she has, hasn't she? She has. So anyway, um, they said, so they. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> come on. Sorry. Got to reel you back in. <laughs> you are right? Yes, I'm good. <laughs> I, I still want to say it again. Oh, I came to say it with the whistle. Oh, <laughs> Actually, that would be funny. <laughs> anyway, everyone has asked, as Ning and Mark have come in, they've all said hellos. The f- other four, tell us about the date. So, mm. I mean, the pressure was just intense. Yeah. Mark's like, um, oh, we got the fire going. We had a nice dinner in a spa. And, uh, and Cam, straight away, were we high-fiving? <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God. You yeah. can't, this is in a, this is like, there's six people present. Like, you can't be doing that. No. And uh, Jules was like, did you finally do it? And Mark's like, no. And then um, then they were interrogating why, like, whose decision, what percentage. Oh, my and I know, it was hideous. And Cam, like, did, you know, was it a joint decision? Did someone want it more? And Mark said, oh, I think it was probably a bit 50-50. And Ning's just looking like she wants to die of misery. So, yeah. um and um, closed captions, everyone, it was tense music playing at that time. Yeah, I bet it was. So we left them with that because it was just freaking awful. And um, um, and they showed, I think they showed a couple of little clips of that awkwardness of, you know, staring at the ceiling in the bed and, oh, the terror. So mm. uh, then we go back to uh, Heidi and Mike arrive and the experts say, um, you know, we've seen their pattern uh, sort of on and off and on and off. That's their pattern. That's what they do. And uh, Cam sort of says, how was your date night? And Mike said, um, 
you know, I went in a nine and I came out probably in Cam's like six and he's like four. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Mm. And then, uh, and then sort of said, but today, you know, Heidi had this revelation that she acknowledged, you know, for the whole experiment that she'd pushed me away. And then Jules goes all kind of like, um, um, not that they've just interrogated two people about their sex lives, but yeah. uh, oh, Heidi should be the one telling this. And I'm thinking, well, it happened to Mike. Like he's allowed to say something that's happened, surely. I mean, I'm not. I know I defend him a little bit, but like, aren't you allowed to say, well, you know, this happened today? And Heidi's yeah. kind of. So, so anyway, what? Jules has cracked the shits about that. Oh, did she? Yes, said it, had, it was Heidi's story to tell. It was disrespectful, sort of, to be. Um, talking about it without her there and Mike's like oh well yeah maybe you're right yeah I guess so interesting you know yeah maybe it should be Heidi saying it and I'm I'm just like why you know like anyway so that was annoying Mm. um (laughs) and then the uh John says um now last week our decision was you know highly controversial um uh with Jess and and with the K and Dan Mm. who have been she's been like all giggly Gertie in the car on the way there um, and he's just looking, you know, kind of like the placid ex-rugby rugby player that he is. You know, he's just a bit of a blob, really. Yeah. He just, his shirt's too tight. He just sort of sits there like a bit blobby. Anyway, uh, so um, Ning, they're sort of discussing it before they get there. Um, Ning saying she, f- she feels a bit disloyal to Tam and she's going to be nice to her. Um, and Martha fills in the room with, um, oh, Jess says she and Dan are having a great time. So thanks, Martha. <laughs> You know, good on you. She, well, she, and, she, I think she could be a PR agent myself. Oh, my God. I think God. she'd be bloody fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I thought a stage mother, actually. She'd be, you know, one of those women that just think their child is the best. But anyway, um, that would ruin her figure, so unlikely. But um, <laughs> experts sort of say, um, look, I wonder if they'll accept them or if, you know, the claws will come out. And meanwhile, we've got Jess saying, you know, I don't really give a crap. Everyone needs to back off. Yeah. Um, and then there's the massive dramatic music and then an ad break because it's like the build-up. Oh and God. then it's just like dum, dum, dum. Like the music was just bang, bang, yeah, bang, right. bang before they walk in. And then anyway, they walk in and uh, they're all hugging everyone but Ning couldn't even look at her. So um, she oh, kind of really? just gives her a half-army sort of hug at the end. But yeah. um, Ning's, Ning's not into it. And she's holding a freaking Ning, is holding a platter, like one of the serving platters with like the nibbles on it. Yep. In both, so if you imagine you've got your both hands out the front, the platter's laying alongside. She's holding it like she's just hanging onto it for her own nibbles. She said something like, oh, I'm eating, I'm eating this or something. Mm-hmm. And so goes to sit there and she's got her platter back. It's like, you know, a lot of girls like to hold the cushion in front of them as a bit of a Safety, yeah. Yeah, Ning's got the savoury platter. So anyway, I thought <laughs> that was, it was cute. Anyway, Dan gets right up there and sort of says, um, um, you know, I know it's been shocking for everyone, but I've just had the best week ever. <laughs> oh, oh! And Heidi said, "Well, um, like last time you left, you were full of sweat and angst. You know, did you move in together?" And uh, mm. and and uh, and they've sort of said, "Have you got rings?" And and they're like, "Well, okay. no." But um, but he uh, yeah, thanks like Channel he, Nine. Yeah, thanks, John. We didn't even get a freaking wedding. Mm. But um, Jesse's like, "But he asked me to be his girlfriend." And Cam's like, oh, we'll give her a big smooch then. And it was like, oh. oh. So they're all, they're all being very accepting. But uh, that didn't kind of last so long because um, Heidi was sort of like, oh, it's just weird. <laughs> oh, did she? Okay. Yeah. So, and she's still, um, I don't know what's going on in that girl's head. But, um, yeah, so they've, they've sort of <laughs> all joined in together. And um, Dan, I think they're still all sitting on the couch. Dan kind of says that... Um, <laughs> Jess is the first girl that he's going to be introducing to his kid and uh, and Martha sort of thinks, um, you know, the drama's maybe over. And then Jess, oh, she and, she and Jess go for a bit of a chat. Yeah. Um, and she said, uh, um, Jess said, I would feel jealous if I was at a dinner party and someone like Dan and I walked in and, like, I'd, we'd been there and we hadn't been getting along or something and then you saw someone sort of like us walk in. Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh. Really? How old are you? Come on. Maybe she was – was she specifically talking about the, the Ning and – Oh, I would say so. Yeah. Because everyone else – oh, well, on Heidi and Mike too, I think. Uh, and Heidi and Mike. Mike. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can imagine without necessarily, you know, re- 
relaying it as a as a childish kind of comment, I could imagine that that would totally be the vibe. Like if you've walked in and you're totally besotted and, you know, it's a new love. and then But it was the way she said, I would feel jealous. It's like it just sounded so a high school to me. But, you yeah. know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. That, but that the vibe, vibe, is the vibe in the room would just be shit because yeah. they've just been through the ringer for, what, eight weeks or something? Yes. And yes. then there's this new love there. You just want to get your fork and, like, shove it in their eye or something. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, anyway, they um, did the reserve. So they sit down and then I think Dan was about to – well, Jess sort of says to Dan, you know, do you want her? And he's sort of like, oh. And so <laughs> they've obviously decided they're going to – one of them is going to say something at the table – so Jess does the old ting ting, you know, on the glass, right? And uh, and I think Cam sort of says, "Hey, double act." Who's still, I'm sure, spewing that his Toastmaster role has been <laughs> snatched away. So, you know, when he was getting so settled into that role, um, but Jess gets up and says, "You know, thank you, everyone, for accepting us." And, um, which was, <laughs> was she trying to be ironic? No, no okay. but Dan. Did, but then Dan said, "We appreciate that um, we didn't get eggs thrown at us." <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, right. But then Ning goes, oh, the night is young. So it was like it was kind of okay. but it, it was, it was lighthearted yep. kind of banter, I guess. Sure. Um, then Ning sort of says, I think to the camera, you know, I don't believe Dan and Jess are real. Um, she just is calling bullshit on it. But I suppose she's the most, um, I suppose, the most affected by their, like how can they be instantly in love when it's taken us eight weeks and we still haven't even, um, haven't even done yeah. a good massage yet. Oh, yes. Poor oh. doll. I know, but she had her platter, so that was all right. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Did it have cheese? Because if it had soft cheeses, it's I, quite a consolation prize. You couldn't tell, but it was a big platter. It wasn't like it was little. It was a Excuse big, me. long platter. Anyway, I loved it. Yep. So then Jess is gushing, and I mean gushing. Her eyes are almost like she's sort of saying, yeah, we're, we're going to be living together. And we're talking about how we didn't want it to be a hookup. Um, and then, um, and then Dan sort of chimes in with, oh yeah, I was FaceTiming the little fella and, you know, it's so great. She's in the background, like Jess, you know, giggling. And then Jess goes, oh, he, this is about the kid. He can count up to 50 in Chinese. Like it's her kid already. Like it's just. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. And I'm thinking, bah, 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 stage five, click, ah, yeah. because she is getting, you know, um, she's all in. And, uh. <coughs> But equally, don't you think it's weird that he sort of met this girl in odd circumstances, mm. barely knows her, and he's already mm. said on about half a dozen occasions he's going to introduce her to, to his son? Yeah. Think, oh, that's just why? Why does? But he not... hasn't yet, though. This no. is the, I think this is the point. He hasn't yet. And then so the experts sort of say, oh, that was really <coughs> jar- like jarring. Um, and so then Jess also said to everyone, look, it's not our intention to hurt people. We're just going to, you know, let time heal. Um, and so Ning then has had enough and thinks that she wants to actually say something. And she's like, well, look, I've been cheated on and um, I'd never do this to anyone. I think you did it the wrong way. Okay. Um, yeah. So Jess then came back with, well, look, if we were on the outside, it wouldn't have even happened like this. This is just, this is not the people we are. Um uh- Okay. I, think, I think I think Mike asked, why couldn't you just write leave and pursue it outside? Yeah. And uh, and uh, Jess said, we could have done that three weeks ago. And Jules is like, three weeks? What? Oh. And Jess is like, two weeks? Uh, two weeks? And uh, and so everyone's like, what? And she said, oh, we'd been speaking at the dinner table, but um, Jules is like, oh, the story's changed. So she's been busted because okay. clearly – wasn't two weeks, which is, um, I suppose, just when she and Mick, she was saying that he, she wanted him to get to know her family better and all that sort of stuff. It was before that, mm-hmm. which we all know, but yep. no one else did. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, then Martha chimes in. You know, you got. Oh, well, no, I think Cam said something like, um, "Oh, it's just like you're playing a, a, like a live game of Tinder," you know. Um, and Martha's like, "You guys are so righteous." Um, so. Anyway, then the um, I think oh Heidi's sort of saying oh it doesn't sit right with me and mm-hmm. and um, and Jess is kind of talking for Dan who is looking super awkward yeah right like super he's I think he's get picking up a vibe he's, at this point he's reading the room perhaps better than she is do you think well, I think he's not only reading the room but okay. he's also remember they said the other night that um, Jess was going a bit faster than him 
Yeah. You know, or was that or was that when we saw the preview for the, the honesty honest yeah. question? Yeah. But uh, but she was already sort of saying the the uh, love sort of thing, I think. Yeah. And yeah, and he hadn't. Um so anyway, um the experts were saying, look, they didn't read the room, these two. They are clearly missing the uh animosity there. Mm. But anyway, um I think um Mike moves down the other end of the um the table for a bit of a uh, change of scene and um, um, Jess and Martha hop off for a chat um, and they're both like, I'm so sick of it, you know, I'm so over it. And then Jess is like, I'm so happy. And and uh, and she and then Jess says, uh, I feel I'm so, I feel like I want to say I'm so in love. And so there we have it. She's uh, she said it to Martha and John comes in and says, the speed at which this is happening uh, really worries me. Yeah, and you'd you'd probably have to agree, but then again, I don't know. It's it's been three weeks. I mean, people have met in that time and yes. fallen. Yeah, yeah, but they don't yeah. call it love at first sight for nothing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But um, Trush comes in with the um, she's drunk on love, which is exactly the same as like being on heroin. So I thought, oh, rightio, is it? <laughs> you think? Well, it's it's a hell of a um. Yes, a bonding uh, hormone, isn't it? So I think I would have chosen another drug to describe it, though, but maybe there's some, um, I don't know. Oh, some... she's a scientist, so she's probably done the study, Shari. Well, might I been, don't know about that one. Substitute heroin for love. It's like, oh, my <laughs> Excuse God. Excuse me. Mm. Um, so anyway, John then said that he didn't think Dan was as far along and thinks that Jess could actually push him away. Um, and Jess is still making all these lovey comments to him and he is starting to sweat. So we know what that means. You know, he's... Well, uh, he had an allergy. No. <laughs> <laughs> to Jess. He is, he is um, I think, you know, that's the first of the, the doubts creeping into old Dan um, because, I mean, she has really kind of, I suppose, her buoyancy has carried him along. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, yeah, so anyway, he's um, he's read the room and he's seeing the stage five clinger emerging, just you know a little bit of it. Yeah. So then we go back to uh, Jules, Heidi, and Mike, and uh, Heidi was sort of you know recanting what what she said to Mike that you know I felt really shit about our date and I was being really negative, and uh, and uh, you know then Mike sort of chimed in and said, well Heidi has pushed me away, um, and then. Heidi's sort of like, yeah, not intentionally, but I didn't know I was doing it. And um, and then Mike was kind of, uh, no, um, what happened then? Um, I think Heidi sort of said, oh, Mike must have agreed. And then Heidi was like, oh, well, it wasn't just me. And this was a bit of a change from what she'd said earlier. Yeah. So earlier she'd kind of taken responsibility for what sounded like the whole failure of the whole everything right the whole fiasco yeah so suddenly she's like i have just been me and uh and jules is sort of like um excuse me oh well that's not what and and um i mean mike's sort of like oh that's not what you know was sort of uh i, I don't think so and then mm. jules has kind of cracked the shits at mike and mike's then gone for a bit of a walk because he um he needs to just get out of there because it's getting it's just gone completely downhill from what where they sort of were which was slight recovery process yeah. to Heidi kind of um, changing her story but not really accepting, not admitting that she's changed the story, just hadn't, hadn't mentioned the bits where Mike was at fault too earlier. Right. So it was all very one-sided earlier. Why can't, why can't he accept that there is, there is a little bit of a load for both of them to well, carry? Well, I think he yeah. said, I think he did say something um, – I think he said something about it wasn't just uh, well, it wasn't just me. No, he Heidi said it wasn't just me, but Mike did say something. I don't know what it was, but something like, "Oh yeah, well you know, there's there's been things on both sides or something like that." But uh, but she kind of turned it, the whole tenor of the, or the tone of the conversation she'd had with Mike mm. had, was different this time. It was like as though she'd just left out a slice of the conversation earlier and got Mike back in and then kind of, anyway, it was very confusing. So Mike wanted to go out. There's all dramatic music and mm. Heidi's like, don't go now. And he sort of, um, sort of says he needs to go and get some air or something. Wow. So Heidi follows him. And, oh, because um, when someone says they need some air, you should follow them and yeah, not that's give right. them yeah, that exactly. air. 
Exactly. So they go out to this, <laughs> you know, this, this spot. And, oh, um, right, pre, pre-organised kind of tete-a-tete. Is that what yeah, happens? Yeah, right. of course, must be. Okay. So, you know, Heidi's like, don't just walk out. And he's sort of like, well, I was explaining. You, um, you know, one of them sort of said, you can't just get away unscathed. I don't know who that was. But Mike said, you know, you've given me shit. I've been, you know, I've been trying to win you over for months and every time I get a step closer, you know, you sort of push me two steps back. It's been fucking torture. Mm. And she said, well, you can be free of your torture in one second if you want. So it was like, (gasps) this is the moment where it's about to da-da, decision. So it was just, I think, all I think is that Heidi was trying to kind of get get back Mm. a bit more power of what, you know, in the in the end of the relationship. And do you think that neither one of them wants to be the one to say, "Yep, I'm out." Definitely, right? Definitely. So it, it was like ping pong. You thought, you'd just, you know, when you get to a tiebreaker and you think I've won or something, yeah. And then it's like, no, they've got the, the balls in, and you've got to keep going. Another, right. You know, it was just like they are both. It's not that they want to be together. I think it's they don't want to be the first to leave. Right. It's going back and forwards like my neck is stiff. But see, I, I think Heidi said it on a number of occasions and it mm. sounds like that might be where she's at tonight is I don't want to let him go. I just don't know how to be with him. Yeah. And yeah, I think that, I mean, that's torture. It's torture for her. It's torture for him. Yeah. Well, a vein is about to pop in Mike's head. It's literally yeah, right. this, yeah like a tree branch and, mm. um, you know, Heidi's sort of like, what do you want to do? And I thought, oh, this is this is like, oh, I don't know, it's like a dog playing with a, you know, <coughs> a live me. small animal, you know. And yeah, right, yes. Not that Mike is like a small animal, no, but, but it's I just like yeah, the yeah, death yeah. throws, you yes, know. And, yeah. um, you know, Mike was sort of saying, look, today you freed yourself by kind of, you know, seeing what was going on, you know, but I couldn't make you do that. You did it yourself, which was great, and we've got crazy chemistry, you know, whatever. But, um, but, um, yeah, and, and that's when, oh, that's when he sort of said, like, oh, I've got to admit I've got some part in it too, which I thought, well, you'd have to be doing that because otherwise that would be fucked. But um, that was sort of it. That was where they got to before um, I think John walked in um, to announce the honesty boxes. Okay. So, yeah, but it was pretty dramatic and it just escalated. And you can just see when Heidi, she, um, you know, I think she was sort of all loved up in it, prior to the dinner party because yep. she had this revelation. Then as soon as it kind of one thing is said that or that Mike says or something, she it just changed completely. Like I don't feel that way anymore and now I'm really, you know, feeling the opposite sort of thing. Yeah. It, so, it, it seems to move far and fast, doesn't it? Oh, well, yes. Yeah. So <coughs> anyway, they um, – and it moves again. I think you might have seen the, end, the last one. Yeah. But uh, John comes in and says, you know, this is um, – uh, the, the sort of the final bit and so we've created some tailored questions. Um, it's time for the honesty box. Um, I thought it's the only thing they've tailored in this whole show really, isn't it? <laughs> so I think? It's only tiny little bit of effort that they've bothered to put in. <laughs> but what about, I was looking on Facebook today, people mm. were really slagging Mike for the um, date on the boat and a, a, yeah. a commenter um, who said she had been a producer or worked in TV for 40 years yeah. said, um well, they don't organise the dates. The producers do. And anyway, these people were kind of saying that she was a bitch and all that and it's, you know, not right. And this woman's mm. like, look, I've been doing this for years. I'm just telling you now there's two producers and they, they create sort of the story and what's right. going to happen and then the others, the people are just told where to be sort of thing. Right. Well, some of these people weren't having it at all. So I thought, you know what? how we talk about the producers? <laughs> I know. You know how we talk about the producers all the time and, they, and yeah. they're like massive influence. There are people watching that think this is all this happening. This is Rigi Didge. So I'm sure they're not listening to this podcast then, clearly. <laughs> Any fans of ours would not believe that this is Rigi Didge. And, I mean, they... they were saying, oh, it's so cruel of Mike to organise the boat. And it's like, fucking hell. You know, we know that they thought of the storyline, the producers, and thought this would be awesome for drama. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they're like, oh, what a pig, you know. Anyway. Well. I just thought that you would like that. You would enjoy that little um, yes, revelation. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, oh, so honesty box. Did you see any of that? Uh, I saw a little bit of it, but I'm not sure. So, who was the first to ask a question? Um, so, um, let's see. Oh, so first we. Oh, sorry. Let's, um, 
Is that my dog or yours? No, no, it's Tyson, but he's oh, downstairs. Oh, he's next to me. That's really weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bug. Um, so we just see Jess um, speaking to the camera. She is freaking out that Dan will hear things about her that she doesn't like, or that he doesn't like. And it's like, what kind of things? Like, what, what, what? Is she? What does she think she's going to be able to keep from him that he's either not going to see later or is not going to refer? Yeah. Like, so anyway, that's all we're left with from her. Okay. And then Heidi just says that look, our biggest problem problem is communication because we don't speak the same language here and Mike. So um, we have to ensure. Oh, Cam then says, you know, we have to ensure we're really honest with each other. And I thought, oh, don't tell me there's going to be a bit of a, you know, bit of a revelation, a bit of a rift or something. So anyway, Cam goes first, surprise, surprise. Okay, so I did see a little bit. This is where I sort of started to come in. Yeah, so that was this was a bit of a revelation, <laughs> this first one, okay. because Cam asked, what is something you need, that you think I need to work on, on this relation, in this relationship? Mm. And Jules said, you're a pleaser and I just want you to speak your mind instead yep. of just dan- dancing around. I'm like, oh. So she mustn't have said anything about that until that moment. Yeah, and I think she'll she'll – she'll regret that because as soon as he starts speaking his mind, he won't be Mr. Sheen anymore. He won't be easy to live with and exactly. they'll probably have their first fight. <laughs> and is that what he's been doing? Like just being – is that why he's come across as disingenuous to us? Because we Absolutely. just haven't bought it, have no, we? not at so all. He's, and so she sees it. So if yes. she sees it, then my God. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wish the cameras will would still be rolling after that. I because know. He might – oh, excellent. I'll, I'll start and actually say what I'm thinking and, um, you know, the, the suit that you got me in sucks and, yeah. you know, I don't want to go in the stupid fucking car. And, and I'm not wearing that freaking hat. And I'm not wearing <laughs> the stupid hat you bought me and your dad's a bit of a dick and, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then yes. he'll be in, in, as in much – in as much trouble as Farmer Wants a Wife was and yes. uh, and she'll regret saying it. But uh, Or she'll just be in a normal relationship where people actually say what they think and it's and not you deal. always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know. So anyway, the next question was um, <coughs> from Excuse Cam me. was, how soon do you want to have children? And she said, um, I'm, I'm pregnant. Already pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then she said, I'm joking, you know, but within 12 months. And then – Jules said, um, any concerns about how fast they're moving? Mm. And he kind of gave a bit of a, um, I don't know, washy answer, like, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, um, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't think they are because that, that they've got each other or something like that. Some and you know what? That was the first moment he could have said, well, here's what I actually think. And I what I actually think is, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a soft cock response, wasn't, wasn't it? it? And then she's like, you're my guy. You're my guy. And I was like, oh, it I sounded think I like we're in the nauseous. playground. You're my oh, guy. It's just, anyway, and then I wrote down there was unenthusiastic clapping. Like everyone was like, oh, yeah. clap, clap. <laughs> Because it was just freaking, you know. Yeah. So then we get Michael and Martha. And Michael's nervous because, you know, Excuse he doesn't me. really know what Martha thinks about anything, to be honest, I think. Yeah, so, well, she's, she's as non-truth-telly as Cam is, I think. That's exactly mm. right. So um, um, now who asked who? Um, I think Michael asks, do you believe my feelings for you are genuine? Oh, no, Martha asked Michael, do you think mm. my feelings for you are genuine? Yep. 100% genuine. And um, Michael sort of said, well, you don't articulate them well, but I know you have them and I think they're true and I trust them. So yep. that was a weird question for Martha to ask. Oh, I suppose she didn't ask it, did she? The, no, the, that's um, right. Ju- what are they called? Not judges. <laughs> <laughs> Experts. Mm. Um, so then Michael says, long term, what worries you about the relationship? Um, and so she sort of mentioned the distance but said it didn't really phase her. Which is almost came... the complete opposite as totally. to what she's been saying. Yeah, Totally. But then came out with an absolute clangor, well, I thought, mm. um, that um, a, little bit, a little bit of her thinks that he's too happy to live a really simple life. Um, you know, and that's not, that's just not me. You're, you'll settle for sort of like the, near, the, the easiest option, like the closest pub, the, the, you know, the movie, whatever, everything's just easy. You're not fussed by anything. And she said, oh, like the closest restaurant, you know, and that's not me. And the judge, oh, freaking judges, the expert <laughs> said, um, <laughs> said ambition. So she's so ambitious and he is not. Well, 
very interesting because I thought finally she's actually been honest. I thought that yes. was a really great observation. Yes. And uh, I uh, actually wish I had said that to my first husband who was also a school teacher. Oh. Yeah, and exactly the same thing, that whole I think we're actually on different paths um, and it's sort of the, yeah, it's the, Ah, life of least resistance, I suppose. Yeah, that's right, the path. Yeah, Mm. exactly. But why would she not have maybe said something earlier like, uh, oh, you know, put a bit of effort into it or, you know, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a long time to leave something that's obviously quite a big deal. It's a big difference between two people. But, you know, she probably accepts the fact that that is uh, nature of the beast. I, I think Michael is not an ambitious person and I think he is uh and easily pleased maybe not the best description but you know not not did she sort of say something like that did she sort of say that you you sort of you've settled and I thought in a way like he's settled is she saying that he's settled for her as well as everything else and like he's just I mean in my mind I thought he's just like he's a girl she's attractive I like her that's it you know job's done not going to try. I felt like it was not just the places and the things, but everything that she was sort of saying. You just seem so happy with everything the way it is without even aspiring to more or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it was a pretty big character. Um, um, what's the word? Well, a flaw to her that she hasn't mentioned. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because when you get two ambitious people in a relationship, it's not necessarily built for a, a uh, comfortable life, as in, yeah, you know, it can be really uh, tricky. I wouldn't know, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, no, I've been in one of those too, and right. uh, yeah. Whereas you think, yeah, like that could, I mean, he, Michael, could be the solid foundation on which she could go off and, you That's know, do right. her ambitious things. But you know, I think she aspires to have a, a Kanye in her life, perhaps. Yes, totally. And mm. I sort of think that she maybe is used to guys that are like more demonstrative. Like we're going to this restaurant. I'm going to order for you. You're having sure. this. You know that kind of um, sure. power, aspirational. Kind of guy. Yeah. Well, well, just power. You know, yep. sort of um, and. Um, yeah, Michael's a bit too wishy. And, I mean, she's not helping matters by making him, turning him into a makeup artist. I mean, seriously. Yeah. But uh, could, anyway. If he, was, if he was gay, he could be her new gay best friend. That's the thing. Mm. Unfortunately, he appears not to be, though. Yeah, so. and you know what? He'll probably go and find a lovely girl and have a really nice life. And I think so because yeah, he's hot property now. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and especially for a girl that wants to be making all the decisions. <laughs> I mean, me. yeah. match made in heaven. Totally. If, you want, if, if you're a control freak girl, but, yes. you know, but a lovely one, yeah. then um, Michael's your guy. Yeah, and the, and that's the thing. Like, you know, if does, does she not realise that, you know, if he wasn't like that, then, you know, it, d- decision-making would be a shit ton more difficult but because you she wouldn't if, get her own way. But do you think that by all these things she's got him to do, these sort of slightly emasculating things, that they mm. were almost a test for him to say, no, I don't want to do that. Quite possibly. But he didn't. Quite possibly. But like the pink yeah. bathrobe and stuff. Like yep. I, I wonder if she just thought, oh, don't tell me he's going to put this on if I give it to him. And he's put it on and she's probably like losing – I just wonder if she's lost respect for him along the way and that's kind of been a bit of her problem with him. Yeah, because it's sort of been like a um, a girlfriend kind of yeah. relationship, hasn't it? Yeah, mm. or a younger brother even, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so then we went on to um, Ning and Mark. Ning's just had the big skull of the drink because nervousness. Yep. Um, but Mark said, uh, oh, no, she actually asked Mark. Oh, no, Mark asked her, would you see yourself moving to Melbourne to be with me, which I didn't even think would be a, an, option. An, an option or, an mm-hmm. issue, you know, a question. And she sort of said if it was for love and, you know, you what I want, yeah, I would have or I would move. Sure. And I thought that's interesting because she knows it's not going to happen that she can say that. Or Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm thinking in double negatives now. It's just like, oh, how do you get into the heads of these people? Yeah. But um, and then Mark said, "Ask anything. Uh, ask me anything me. you want." Um, and Ning said that. Um, oh no, he didn't. He said, "Ask me anything oh, yeah. oh, you want." Oh, I actually wrote A R S K, but it's not. It actually should be A R S X, isn't it? Ask. Ask. Yeah. Ask. Oh, A R K S. It should be. Yeah. Ask me anything you want. Oh, and I thought, oh. 
I just, I can't deal. I cannot. Yeah, I know. Arcs. So, Ning asked him, um, <laughs> you say you came here for love. How would you know it if you haven't felt it before? Which, um, oh, well, that's a pretty existential question, isn't, isn't it? it? Deep. But, uh, yeah, he sort of said that, I see he said it in his vows, that everyone's different, but I think if you being yourself and accepting the other and not changing, you know, that's that's kind of what love is. So, I mean, maybe he hasn't had the, the flutters, like the, you know, yeah. butterflies and the – because you kind of know what love is when you've had it, don't you? You feel like yeah, it's almost just like if you're not sick, but you're just giddy. Well, maybe he's not a giddy guy, but she thought it was a good answer. So, you know. Okay, there you go. Mm. So then we got to um, um, our Dan and Jess and she's like, Oh God, she's like shitting herself, and I just thought, what are you scared of? Yeah, that's interesting, girlfriend. But um, she <coughs> said, oh, "There's, Excuse I've got me. lots of feelings at the moment, you know, and I don't want to ruin it. I'm wor- worried how he'll perceive me." It's like I just, I still was, you know, not really up with what she was saying. Yeah. Um, but so her question was, "Do you uh, believe my feelings are hundred percent genuine?" Um, and I mean. <laughs> Dan's like, yeah, you can't fake that, you know. Sure. Um, and then Jess was like, now ask me anything, gives his arm a little rub mm. <laughs> to soften the blow, I don't know, whatever. And uh, and Dan said, before I got here, were you looking for an out from Mick? Um, which is a fair question. So was that almost jealousy asking that or do you think? So or... was this a – that was a free question? Did he make yeah. that up? Yeah. Do you think he's had a tip-off? Yeah, maybe. Well, Jess said, I wasn't happy and I was ready to go home, but as I said, I'd stay for you, which of course mucks up the timeline that she'd sort of said because she was ready to leave Mick, you know, weeks and weeks before. But isn't this just sitting, setting it up for the whole then, question to um, Nick? Nick, of course, yeah. because it's before Dan got there. Yeah. So, yes, we've got that. That's sort of popped in there, but very very sort of subtly, I think. But yeah. It does look like Dan's onto it, but he couldn't possibly have been. No. Because without a tip-off. Yeah. So producers, you know, that in some people's minds don't exist, we're thinking that there is a tip-off there. Definitely. So then there's edgy music and Dan said, good answer, uh, and then asked her, how serious and genuine are you about me? And this is when it was like, oh, dung, dung, what's bunny boiler music sound like? Because that's what it was. Really? It was, okay. Well, it was just dum 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 dum, and Jess said, uh, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm definitely in love with you." And Dan was like, "In love with me?" <laughs> and uh, and John, the expert, is like, "Oh, whoa!" <laughs> did you did you think he wanted to almost jump in Trish's lap at that stage? Like he gets so close to Trish, yes, and these very things are happening. And it was like, you know, how's Dan going to cope with that? And Dan just looked freaking shook because, I mean, he obviously had to respond in some way. Um, but Jess just said, you know, you bring a lot to my life. And Dan gave her a bit of a kiss and said, that's nice, mm. which is uh, we all know the word nice is not ever to be used in a no. relationship <laughs> of success right. in any way, shape or form. That's right. And John said, oh, nice. I don't know about that. And yeah, like, even John exactly. knows that rule. John, everyone knows the rule. Nice is no good. Yeah, so then nice Jess, is grandma. That's exactly right. Oh, well, lovely. I mean, nice yeah. is – who's nice? Biscuits are nice. That's a nice biscuit. Yeah. Um, then Jess said, do you love me? And the experts were like, oh, wow. Cringe, yeah. So um, Dan said, um – then there was an ad break, of course, with all the dramatic music and he had all that thinking time. And then we come back from the ad, five billion ads and he says, um, I think I do, yeah. So that was a bit of a surprise. I was surprised, but that might be a, a face saver. I think so, yeah. But then she even pushed him on that and said, what, you think you do or you do? And I went, oh, yeah. oh leave this poor fucking man alone. He's just and he did say I do. Yeah. And then I thought that's her marriage vows then and there. That's what she wants to have with him. Yeah. But Mel actually said, um, I think I do. It's it's feeling a little bit uneven. Yeah. So, of course, we've all seen now that um, it is a little bit uneven, but that's not the worst of it because that's obviously coming and we're nearly there. But um Experts said, you know, that was really hard to watch, which is not what we thought it would be when they walked in. They were so loved up. Yeah. 
So it escalated from loved up to Orkies pretty fast. Um, and then we got Heidi and Mike. And um, uh, Heidi said, I really want this to work. And um, Mike sort of said, do you think I've been a good husband? If not, what are your concerns? Yeah. Oh, no, did she say? Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's and then um, she said, yes, I think you've been resilient in tough times. And then... Um, my concerns are that I'm hard work, that I'm a handful, I'm just not a walk in the park and I'm concerned I'll tire you out. I worry you don't understand me. I mean, that's a real um, compelling pr- thing to put on your profile, isn't it? I'm hard work, I'm a handful, I'm not a walk in the park um, mm. and I'm concerned I'll tire you out. I mean, mm. we just shorten it and say you're a punish. punish. That's, yeah. <laughs> but she knows that about herself and she's... Saying well, it. she only knows it like once in a blue moon. All the bit in between, she doesn't. But but this is what I said right at the get about tools. It's one thing to know and mm. go, yeah, okay, I accept. But then, what do I do about that? And she said that on a number of occasions, but I don't know mm. what to do because she has I no. Know, tools. But I'm thinking, but I'm thinking you're 38, so go and Google something at least. Oh, or speak uh, to someone. A plethora of books, self help. That's what I mean. Shooting. Go, go and see a psychologist, go and see a therapist, go and talk to a friend. I mean, what do I do is just the most damsel in distressy, helpless, like seriously. Yeah. And it's the age of the interwebs, you know. But, you know, it's not even just knowing that information. It's then putting it into practice and it's yeah. really hard work. It's hard, yeah. hard work and it's much easier to mope and to go, oh, woe is me and I'm the victim. And I'm not just talking about her now but. You but know. I agree. I mean, it's like doing rehab. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when I do my shoulder. Yep. You can you can have a surgery or injury or whatever, and you can just sit and do the absolute minimum, <laughs> and you'll be fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be shit, and it'll be fucked forever. But, or you can go through a bit of pain, and it'll be good. So it's like it, you know. I'm glad you did talk about your shoulder then, because when you said rehab, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, everybody. I slipped over in a supermarket and did my shoulder. How embarrassing! So not that kind, not the other kind of rehab, no. but um, yeah, shoulder reconstruction. <laughs> I thought last we were in year. an episode of the Kardashians. For oh my god! Yeah, wouldn't that be? Um, that'd be like <laughs> interesting. So yeah, shoulder rehab, lots of um, pull downs and push ups. Um, so then, um, what is your biggest concern about us? Oh, that was um, her asking Mike, and he said, um, "You have a history of an inability to commit, but you're independent and you value your freedom, and I'm the same." Um, but I feel as though we'll struggle if we can't fully immerse ourselves in this relationship. What does thing. that mean? Well, I don't. The know. last little comment. Fully immerse ourselves. We well, can't... maybe let the baggage go. I think let the baggage go. Right. You know, okay. I think it just means get into it and enjoy it and stop freaking obsessing about every single fucking little thing that isn't perfect the way you want it to be. And you know. Right. Okay. I just say yeah. I didn't understand what he meant. I thought he was just speaking and not saying anything at that point. Yeah. Well, I still think he's treading water because he thought it was all over and he was sort of like, I'm happy with that and I'm going to walk away. Sure. But look, I look like I've had a good crack and now she's kind of wanting me back and it's like, I don't really, I'm already don't checked really, out. Don't really yeah. want to be had at this stage. Yeah. So at that point then Jess giggled, which was like, and someone said, who, who was that? And it was Jess laughing at Mike's sort of profound statement. Yeah. And then Mike's kind of, then it starts, you know, is this funny to you? And, uh, and Jess said, I think you're a pig, really. And then Mike's kind of like, I can't stand your face. They just uh, did not hold back, did they? They didn't hold back. They're like brother and sister, I reckon. I reckon too, yeah. Mm, totally, because that's that sort of, you know, slightly abusive, tit for tat, um, <laughs> insulting. Um, it just yeah. made me think of, um, you know, say 14-year-olds, you know, <coughs> bluing. Yep. Um, and then what else happened? Um, um, I think there was just a bit of yelling at each other and, and um, Jules kind of got a bit involved and um, um, excuse me. Jules, Jules was sort of cross arguing with Jess and uh, Mike's arguing with Jess and Heidi's just looking as though, oh my god, this is this guy again that I, you know, asked not to be like loud and and getting involved in things and he's doing yep. exactly that. I hate him. Like it just you can just see her her face. Like it's literally like she can't hold on a feeling she's had. For more than I don't know how long until she's influenced by another thing to change it. Yeah, right. That was sort of the impression I got. But uh, mm. anyway, Mike was like, "Okay, I'm done." Um, and then what else happened? Oh, then Martha chimed in, 
Oh, because Jules then said, you know, you've got the girls and you've got the women. This freaking argument she's trotted out before. Which, it, you know. That is I'm not, No, it's, it's terrible. Stupid. Yeah, I know. I know. And, I mean, I'm, you know how I am about people that call women women. It's like, shut up, we're all girls. So I don't even like that argument. But it's it doesn't condescending. even – It is condescending and it doesn't matter what label she's putting on it. Basically no. what she's saying is there are people at this table who are grown-ups mm. and there are people at this yes, table who are children. Who are children, that's right. And it's so offensive. Yeah, exactly. And and so then Martha was like, what does that mean? And Jules is like the maturity level. And Martha's like, what the fuck? And then Michael jumps in to defend his missus. Yeah, good on He's found his voice, you know, um, even though it's kind of like they are sort of sounding very schoolgirly. But, I mean, Jules is sounding like a pain, pain in the ass. Smug mm. married yet again. Yet again. Yeah. And so then Jess was like, um, we're millennials, babe. So, um, you know, that was like a put down of someone who is um, got plenty of childbearing years ahead of her to someone who perhaps hasn't. So I thought, oh, that would have hurt. Um, oh, do you think that's what she meant? I didn't. I didn't oh, get that. I doubt, out of no, her. I doubt it. Right. But I mean, really, in, in, if she looked back at it, she, <laughs> uh, Jules is probably looking at Jess and thinking she could probably have five hundred babies if she wanted to. So, you know, yeah. there'd be that little bit of I don't know. But uh, then Mike sort of had a, a crack at Martha for flipping out. Oh, that's right. She'd broken a nail earlier or lost a nail or something. And uh, Martha had been chiming in, so Mike kind of said, "You know, you flip out at the loss of a nail, and 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 again, I, I just well, is there any need to say shit like that? I don't know. But then, well, then Jess said, Mike, you, um, um, Mike said to Martha, you call your husband a bitch, and so that was like, oh, what? Mm. So then all gloves were off, and Jess then says that, um. Mike, you know, you just said to me earlier today. So when was that? Is that thing that they filmed the other day when they had the catch-up lunch? Is that on the day of the final dinner party? It must be. Yeah, well, that sort of threw me too. I was thinking, yeah, I, yes. I did the timeline thing. Going, it has exactly to be. are they talking about? Yeah. So they're condensing these things but <coughs> chopping them and, and spreading them out. So yeah. she said, you just said today that you were going to write leave because she's so bad. Mm. And here's Heidi. So I was thinking... How can she look shook? Because she was so bad before she had the the chat with Mike today. Like he was coming straight off the mm. the boating thing, and she was, you know, being her usual sort of self. Yes. And he decided, right, that's it. I don't do it anymore. So Heidi's looking shocked that Mike was going to leave <coughs> when it was clear he was going to leave. Pretty yes. clear. Yeah. Um. And so now has that look on her face yet again that oh, I don't know what's happening. I can't believe this is happening to me. This is you well, know my world's me. just falling apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So that was annoying, and Heidi's like, "I just don't even know what to say." And uh, okay, so it, I, I was sitting there on the couch at that stage, and mm-hmm. I said to Lara, who's sitting beside me, "So mm-hmm. if you're Heidi, and that gets said, who are you believing? Are you believe because because basically Mike's saying that's a lie, like out See, now. I don't know why Mike said that was a lie because I'd be thinking, well, that's probably the truth. Yeah. Just admit it, right? So but I think he's trying to salvage. <laughs> Yeah. But salvage what? Wouldn't you just say, "Well, yeah, well, I that's, that. that's what I, I was that's thinking." How I was at the thinking. Time. Exactly. It seemed like he was just in the full denial mode, and it was like, oh. "See, this is this goes down to manipulation because yeah. then, then it's up to Heidi to decide in her mind: Am I believing my husband or am I believing this girl who I don't really hold in very high regard? Yeah, but, but she's got no reason to lie. Well, she has because she's a manipulative. Yeah, but, you know, but she's got no reason shit. to lie lie about that particular thing. Like, well, she why, has. Why would because, she make that up? Well, she would because mm-hmm. it, because Mike's having a crack at her. Then she wants to have a crack and put a wedge between Heidi and Mike, just like she did with Ning and Mark. That's her modus operandi. But the, the, the Ning and Mark thing was true. Yeah, but the Ning and Mark thing was truthful as well. Yeah, but it was kind of the way it was said. I think was a bit. Oh, um, well, this it, is this is all she see, can. See, she doesn't put context in. She just throws it out there as though I think it's um, well, there is the no, current state of thought. Well, there is no context. I think Ning made the point. Well, but why would you have waited till now? I think that's that's, that's right. the only thing she can be accused of is yeah, that's she's true. actually banked holding on to stuff until it's a weapon. Absolutely. She, yeah, well, that's exactly and, and accuse her of that. I think she probably would admit yep. to being guilty of that. But what she's not guilty of is making yeah. that shit up because it, it must have clearly come from his mouth. It would have been on film. So yeah. it's like, you know, she can get the evidence if required. And, of well, course. See, the Nick, but the, then the Martha lie, which was the Nick and Jess thing, I still think that was Jess's idea. 
What's that? Because she remember the Nick with the foot under the table stroking sort of Jess yeah. that Martha started. I yeah. still think Jess started that because she hated Cyril and wanted to drive a wedge through there. <coughs> well, but why would Martha own up to it then? And she, she took the well, heat on that. Well, because they're mate, like they're besties, you know. I just think she was covering for it because if it came from Jess, it'd be obvious it was just a, a ploy. Whereas coming from Martha, it was almost like, oh, this could almost be, you know, real. I don't know. But, yeah, not sure. Those two are c- cooking up schemes, clearly. But I think when it comes to Mike, this mm. is the, this is the dangerous part of him because his first port of call is to lie. Yeah. Um, which has Heidi or whoever his partner is is not on solid ground. Mm. If you're prepared to lie about something that important in front of that group to, yeah. to Heidi at that moment in time, what else are you prepared to lie about? And See, I think when he did, I mean, then again, what, would he have <coughs> said that me. to Jess though? Of course he would have. Yeah, I suppose they were getting, having a bit of a D&M, Absolutely. weren't they? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I just thought as soon as he said it, I thought, oh, I think you would have been thinking that. Like, what, you know, yeah. why have you said no? But anyway, um, so, Je- of course, um, Heidi said she doesn't know if she believes it. And I thought, yeah, well, I hear your sister. Mm. It's the first time probably. But um, mm. anyway, so this is going backwards and forwards. There's a bit of a bogan. I think Mike's called him a bo- her a bogan and she sort of said something else. And, and he then goes Dan, personal every single time. Yeah. And then Dan has said that's enough. Yeah. Um, stop it. I'm over it. Um, and then we see him talking to the camera and he said, uh, I saw a side of Jess I don't like. She likes the drama and I'd heard a few things but I hadn't, you know, hadn't sort of seen it. Yep. And I thought, oh, my God. That, so this is what Jess was – I don't think it was exactly <laughs> what she was scared of because she, she obviously has no drama having a fight in front of him. Yeah. But she, she's thinking of past things as a worry. He's taking her current behaviour yep. and not having a bar of it because, I mean, he's got a kid for one. Maybe he doesn't like yelling and screaming. He might sure. be a, a – quiet seething type or something yeah but he sort of uh said she likes the drama and it's like <gasps> I, I don't mm. think he likes to be embarrassed and no that they're, they're no. the kind of behaviors that he clearly gets embarrassed about like you know he did uh he had the the hot the sweats you know yeah. Anytime he's sort of been in the limelight or the, the focus has been For on awkward, him. Yes, but in a bad way, not bad. in a good way, in a no, bad way. No, no. I think he just doesn't like sweating in front of people. So anything that makes him sweat, which would be her drama, yeah, it's a bad thing because so, he wants to try and be unsweaty. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think too from a man's perspective, um, you've got your wife, in inverted commas, yeah. um, arguing across you with another man. It's a very (laughs) uncomfortable situation. (laughs) Yes. So uh, that was all very um, dramatic. Um, Jules sort of said, you know, gave her a little thing, yeah, we're here for marriage. Mark said, I'm glad I've been a part of it, but I'm only here for my wife, which was nice. In other words, if any of you fuckers have got my number, you can lose it now because I'm not interested in Not interested, exactly. <laughs> so then they all looked like they were having a bit of a drink at a good time. Yeah. Like they were cheersing and, you know, yuck, 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 yuck. So I don't know whether they just sort of say, right, everyone stop fighting now. That's all oh, good. We've got, absolutely. we've got that. It's a wrap. Yeah, the producers <laughs> probably come out, give him a clap and go, oh, great, great drama tonight, yeah. everybody. We just need yeah. to do a wrap-up scene. Can somebody yeah. just do a cheers and we'll be off? Yes, yeah. exactly. For those people who don't believe there are producers, oh, my <laughs> God. Um, so then um, I think John says, you know, we're going to separate now for the decision. Um, so Mike puts his jacket on Heidi as they walk out, which was very sweet. Yeah. Um, but did you notice Dan and Jess? This was yes, the, the... Dan took <gasps> off like a dog shot in the ass, didn't he? And Jess is trailing behind thinking, what the fuck? So mm-hmm. if, if we weren't shook enough from that, they then showed the promo for um, Sunday night. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is so good. Yes, yeah. This is so good, and so that will be the first night of the commit of the recommitments or whatever. Is that what that of the reunion show? <coughs> oh, the, uh, yeah, there'll be the recommitment series. Yes. but the, is the reunion show part of it? I think because Ines and Bronson are there, I so it's it, got to be the, yeah, the reunion show. Must be the third night. Oh, three nights. Okay, three nights over three a massive actually in the voice. Over three massive nights. Okay. Um, and then I just, oh, then they showed Jess and Dan on the couch with the footage of Jess cracking onto when she propositioned Nick, which was just. So, do you, this is, is that what ticks off Cyril, do you think? 
Oh, it has to be. But besides that, it, Dan is not a happy man because he sort of, mm. you know, he'd asked Jess, was it sort of, you know, were you looking for, I think, had you put it, um, you know, when you were trying to get them to sort of leave from looking Nick. Looking for like an you, out, yeah. Were you looking for an out? But yeah. I don't think he realised he was part two of the out. He thought he was part one of the out. Yes, of so, course. Yeah. Yes. So absolute massive mega drama. I cannot wait. I hope there's not a football game on at the same time. But anyway, all good. <laughs> so that's going to be what you Tuesday night? Do you think? Is that- well, I'm, so I think no. I think um, commitment ceremony Sunday night, and then maybe the reunions over two nights, perhaps Monday and Tuesday or something. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I not- don't know when does it actually end. So if it's three nights, I don't know. I'm assuming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <coughs> Excuse Possible. me, because I thought what they might do, like they've done with the dates you know how they mm. so they sort of drew those out so on one night they only had like two two couples two or something couples. I but thought, i think because they've got mm. the reunion that would have to be one show because we see ines she comes back and lucky she got out of going to jail for her dr- driving into her sister's car on christmas day um and that's not even allegedly no that's like she did it and she you said could read she the court transcripts on that yeah she called her sister a freaking bitch or something like that and smashed into she her car with her car. car. Rammed her car on Christmas Day, wasn't it? Sounds Christmas like a day great or something. Christmas Day. I know. Imagine the family. It's like Ines is losing her shit. She's just rammed your car. Fuck. And that's clearly <laughs> after filming is wrapped. Yes. Yes, cause Christmas. Uh, yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, because it was oh. that October, November, December. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. That's right. So anyway, that <laughs> was huge. We saw Bronson there, um, um, and actually, then we can talk about who we saw um, in a mag the other day with um, a mother and daughter team that have have and or one was and one is dating two current males what? or two males. What's yes, go- so- I'll tell you about it next week. Wow! Mm. Oh my god. I know. I know. <laughs> so we can't talk. So we're not going to talk about anyone current if they're still in the experiment. Holy so we, shit. I know. So crazy. And so if you have any mates who you think would like to hear the podcast wrap up of the three, four most exciting Massive nights, nights of TV. Massive. <laughs> this yes. year. Uh, make sure you share the podcast link with them that we put up on our Facebook page. Uh, yes. Yeah, because uh, Sharon is Karen. And we'd love to get um, a few more listeners on board before we start batching para. Um, and so hopefully you'll all come along for that too. Yeah, well, we've but, just um, hit the 3,000 listen marks. So thank you oh everybody God. who's been listening That's, in. Is that like one person listening 3,000 awesome. times? Awesome. Well, if they do, <laughs> we love them. We do. <laughs> thank you so much listening with the sore ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice, though, isn't it? So, yeah, tell your mates and um, share it round, and we will see you on Sunday night. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Ciao for now. Ciao.